The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, I hope perhaps you're sitting there with a cup of tea. (laughs) And if not, before the end of this show... Uh, you will, if you have some where you are, you will want to, uh, <laughs> during a break, to go make yourself one. Because today we're going to be chatting about how to find serenity and self-love at the bottom of a cup. And I don't mean <laughs> a cup of alcohol. <laughs> I'm talking about tea today with my guest, Darlene Marie Fall. She is the author of the, a new book called Serenity. Sipping Self-Success, and that's spelled S-E-R-E-N-I-T-T-E-A, Serenity Sipping Self-Success, and um, you will understand what all of this means, I promise you, before the end of the show. Uh, Darlene is a certified tea specialist. She is certified by the Specialty Tea Institute of America. She's walked her, <laughs> walked her talk, literally. She's walked the tea fields in China sip tea in some of the finest tea shops in Beijing and Shanghai, as well as tea shops across America and Canada, which is where she's from originally. She also visited the first American tea plantation, which is the Charleston Tea Plantation in South Carolina. And she is in the inaugurating class of the American Tea Masters of America program that um, just started in 2008. She has all kinds of other credits, Uh, to her name, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But, um, you know, I bet you that you never realized that um, tea could bring you self-love and serenity, and that's what you're going to be finding out all about on today's show and how easy it is um, in today's chaotic world uh, how how to escape all of the craziness of today's chaotic world and how to warm your tummy and your heart at the same time. So, Darlene, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Dr. Carol. It's a pleasure to be on your couch with my cup of tea. <laughs> well, good. Well, let's, you know, I think one of the most interesting, and, and oh, let me just preface this by saying I met Darlene a few years ago, I guess at this point, um, when we were both Inner Circle members of Mark Victor Hansen's Inner Circle, and he is the co-creator of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, and we had a rollicking good time <laughs> as uh, going on the adventures of this Inner Circle. So, um, 
Uh, let's, one of the things that always fascinated me about you being so fascinated with tea and finding all kinds of other uh, things at the bottom of the cup was what got you, uh, what be- how did it begin? What got you so passionate about tea? Well, thank you for asking. You know, basically, you did mention I was a Canadian girl, so you know I grew up drinking tea. And uh, it was just part of life, and it was just you know, part of our culture, of course, being you know, very British-dominated in Canada. We just adopted this tradition of having tea all day long. And uh, you know, I came to the U.S. In, in 1990, and before I got in the tea industry, I cannot count one time where someone said, oh, let's sit down and have a cup of tea and we'll talk about it, or, you know, come on over and let's have a cup of tea. Mm. And, you know, and I got away from it for 15 years, and, uh, you know, I did a little soul searching and a little spiritual seeking, and, you know, and, and I had always heard that this beverage had been associated with tranquility and spirituality, and I wanted to know why, what, what, why that had come about. And for, you know, it, most people are not thinking about pumping themselves up with a cup of tea. Right. <laughs> we're usually, you know, we're usually taking that time to relax, and I wanted to know what that was all about. Well, now, that's interesting because, so what you're saying is that when you were in Canada, you just accepted it as a way of life. Yes, absolutely. And when you came here and saw that we didn't really do that very much, um, you became more interested in trying to learn about it. Well, yes, you know, I mean, you just kind of forget and, and that, you know, occasionally I'd make myself a cup of tea when I had a, you know, a gift shop. I had tea there available for everyone, but, you know, I could, it was just not a part of people's life. And so you kind of let go of traditions from your country. And suddenly when I, you know, began on this journey, it was like, oh, okay, you know, let's, let's do some research. And um, believe me, that has led me on a six-year journey and, uh, you know, who would have thought I'd have been at the top of mountains picking tea in China. <laughs> and, you know, that, that's where it would have led. But, you know, I, I just wanted to find out. And, of course, it goes back to you know, almost 5,000 years ago, and it was the Buddhist monks who discovered it. And, you know, in those days, as we still have people today that are roaming around jungles and they're, you know, tasting roots and berries and twigs and bark and leaves and just as they did then. And the Buddhist monks found that chewing the actual tea leaf kept them invigorated. And, you know, these were men that needed to meditate for 18 hours a day and needed to stay awake. So they found that chewing the leaf gave them the stimulation, kept their mind busy, but, you know, did not make them hyper. So, uh, you know, again, it went through all these evolutions through, you know, many, many cultures and countries. And, and that's what I found fascinating was to you know, to, to learn the tea traditions in the Middle East and to see them in Russia and you see the similarities and you see how people traveled in the old days and they brought their tea with them and they introduced their teas and their cultures and then the you know, other cultures put their own little spin on it. So to me it was fascinating. You know, for a lot of people they go like, you got to be kidding me. Well now, uh, okay, <laughs> but, well a couple of things. Um, you know, you said you were on my couch, and as I do with all my guests at some point <laughs> or another. Go. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm just, I'm just curious at what there was, like what changed in your life. I mean, was it that made you feel nostalgic or that made you feel, I mean, you mentioned something at the beginning, and I know I've lived in England for a while, and, and, and um, like what you said, come over and, and we'll talk about it over a cup of tea. I mean, the tea was more than just drinking the tea. It was, yeah. it was a social lubricant. It was a, 
it was a time you knew that that meant that you could relax and talk about whatever it was that you needed to talk about. So what was it in your life that after coming here and being here for years suddenly made you um, think about and want to think about to the point of studying, uh, researching? I was in a a spiritual group with 12 others, Mm -hmm. and we were each given a can of Play-Doh, and we had five minutes to mold something, and we were not supposed to analyze it, think about it. We were just supposed to let our hands shape it. Uh-huh. And when we were done, we presented it to the class, and there was one woman in the class who had made a giant mug with a handle out of yellow Play-Doh. And she said, you know, I've got two teenage boys, and, you know, and, and she was struggling. And she said, and when I need to shut the world down, you know, I pour myself a, gl- a cup of tea, and I go to the back room, and I sit, and I shut the world down, and I made a little joke, and I said, oh, she has her cup of serenity. Mm. Well, maybe it's her cup of tranquility. And then the class started making these little jokes. <laughs> so at the end of this class, you know, when you travel this journey, a spiritual 12 weeks with 12 people, I wrote them each a prayer. One was serenity for that woman, and, you know, you get to know people. One was celebrating her 22nd year of sobriety at that time. So I wrote her a prayer. There was a 13-year-old girl in there with all of us mature adults, and I wrote her one called Tenacity. Hmm. And and, and I gave them a little tea thing because we had made this little joke throughout the session. So when I started to write these prayers, and I actually read them to them as a gift at the end of the class, I mean, the woman, when I read her the sobriety prayer, she was wiping tears from her neck. Hmm. And I just went, wow, this is very powerful. And then it get word got through the church, and people say, you know, I'm working on this. Could you write me a prayer for that? Could you, sure. you know, I meet with a group, and we pray for world peace. Could you write me a prayer for this? And, you know, all my finances, you know, could you write me, you know, and it was just, wow, and suddenly I had 80. And oh, wow. you know, a friend of mine says, you know, you need to think about putting these in a book, darling. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, and it was just this uh, unbelievable journey that uh, you just never know where, where you're going. And so I started to create these, you know, they were prayers for healing. They were prayers to release, um, you know, thoughts and beliefs that are no longer, you know, serving us. And others were just, you know, prayers to attract the things, the people that we want in our life. And, and the rest of them just became prayers of gratitude where you just, it for, you know, so many minutes and just be in this place of gratitude. And I thought, well, what better thing to be doing than with a cup of tea? So you now have this kinetic, you have this physical activity, and you're holding the cup, and it's warm, and it's soothing, and, you know, you feel your body releasing, and you're letting go, and you're saying, okay, no, I'm not going to think about that right now. I'm just going to have this cup of tea. And so you, you know, to me it was so powerful to have this experience. And then, of course, through this group, people say, oh, you know, I, I don't think I'm doing this meditating thing right. And, you know, and I, 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 everything I'm praying for never happens, so I can't be praying right. And, you know, I mean, we're so hard on ourselves. Mm. And, you know, that it's like, okay, let's do this for the entire time. It takes to sip this cup of tea, and that could be 15, it could be 20, you know, it could be 25 minutes that you decide, I'm going to do this for me. I'm not going to think about all these stressful things going on in my life. I'm just going to be here, and every sip is a reminder. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm not supposed to be thinking about that. You know, so now you have this physical activity. And, you know, for me, I physically feel when my body starts to let go. And you're just, you just enter this nice place where it's very calm, and you're sitting there with your cup of tea, 
and you know, you know, the world's not going to crash in around you if you don't handle this or check your email or, you know, your voice messages that, you know, okay, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, I'm going to give this to myself. And so what, in essence, are we doing during those minutes? We're loving ourselves. And, you know, for a lot of people, it's like, oh, you know, that self-love stuff, you know, that, that's just namby-pamby. And, but, you know, when you start doing this for yourself and, you know, and I'm suggesting people do it in the middle of their work day, believe me, when you have this better frame of mind, you deal better with your coworkers, your customers, your children, your spouse, and that, you know, when you come from a place that's not all frenzied and chaotic, because I'm sure we all know what it's like when we snap and we give these answers or replies that we wish we hadn't of, and that, you know, you were just in this place where 15 things were coming at you all at once, and, you know, it's about taking that deep breath, it's about letting that go, you know, and saying, all right, you know, and, and like I said, I suggest people do this in the middle of their work day, you know, in the middle of their, you know, in their homes with their, for their families, you know, we're doing it for ourselves, but we're also doing it for everyone around us. And so to me, that's where this became a very empowering activity and that, you know, I'm just going to sit here. Nope, yeah, I'm not going to do anything, not going to talk to anyone. I'm just going to be. And, you know, for however people pray and whomever they're praying to, that's their choice. But, you know, even if it's just a place of gratitude that you put yourself in or perhaps it's forgiveness you're working on in your life or stress release or, you know, getting back in touch with your own physical body that, you know, there's a lot of stuff that can happen in these 15 or 20 minutes while you're sipping this cup of tea. Mm. But we give it the power. We're the ones. And so, you know, I've gone around for years talking to women's groups and organizations and say, can you do this for yourself? You know, will you do this for yourself once a day? Start with once a day. And it's not about, you know, oh, I'm too fat to go to the gym. I've got to lose 30 pounds before I can even be seen in public. <laughs> and, oh, I don't have $100 for a new pair of sneakers. And, you know, and all the things that, oh, I should try this meditation thing, but, you know, it's just kind of weird. I'm, you know, not into that yet. And Well, Darlene, I hate to have to interrupt you, but we do need to take a break. That's what the music is, <laughs> is uh, telling us. So maybe people can go and grab a cup of tea in the meantime, although I know that's not how you're supposed to do it, and you'll tell us how you're supposed to do it. You're not supposed to go grab it. But uh, we'll hear more about that when we come back. Certainly. My guest is Darlene Marie Fall. She is the author of a new book called Serenity, Sipping Self-Success, and we'll tell you what, all, what that is, too. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? 
Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, chatting with you today about how to find serenity and self-love at the bottom of a cup, a teacup. My guest is Darlene Marie Fall. She's the author of the new book called Serenity, Sipping Self-Success. She'll tell you all about what that is. But um, before that, uh, I want to ask you, Darlene, about about what nostalgic memories you have as a child, as a teenager, as an adult, growing up in Canada, as you started to tell us, where, just like in England, uh, tea is, you know, serves a whole bunch of different purposes. <laughs> tea is, is like water. Uh, well, it is water, but I mean, it's like something that you can't uh, be without. And um, because you're so passionate with this wonderful book that obviously is encouraging everyone to, to pick up that habit, and uh, to spend those 15 minutes or so um, giving themselves self-love, and you'll talk more about that. But obviously, this passion that you have has to come from some incredible, incredibly wonderful, warm, uh, nostalgic memories of the, of, of the, the um, place that tea filled in your life when you were growing up in Canada. Well, of course, you're a psychiatrist, so, you know, I've never thought about it that way. But, yes, I do have a very vivid memory, and uh, it was the year before I started kindergarten, so, you know, I'm like, what, four years old. Hmm. And uh, there was an older couple that lived in a very tiny house across the alley from us, 
And in the middle of the afternoon, I remember they were a German couple. Um, she would she brought out her fancy teacups and she made tea for my sister and I. And we I remember her slicing lemons and I remember putting a fair amount of honey in there. And we sat in this tiny little kitchen of hers, and she made us tea. And you know, and I have that memory in my mind as fresh as it was yesterday. Hmm. And you know, just a very you know small, stout woman, and uh, her making this tea for us. And you know, and I just remember those afternoons scooting across the back alley, and she was making tea for us. And you know, as you're bringing that up, you know, it's definitely one memory that I have. Uh, and like I said, it was the year before starting kindergarten, so I had to be four years old, and I remember that as clear as day. And you, it was not only the tea, but it was the love that you felt and the warmth that you felt from her. Yes, you know, it was just, you know, she was not family, not related to us, and, and just to have, you know, there was a bunch of kids in our family, and my sister and I were the oldest, and so she would have us girls over and, and make us tea in the middle of the afternoon, and, you know, how sweet was that? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, and little did she know she'd be starting an empire. <laughs> well, talking about empires, tell us about the origins, the, 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 the very first origins of tea. Well, you know, it's, uh, there's some discrepancy, of course. You know, we're going back four to 5,000 years, so there are legends and there are stories that are told in the industry. And, uh, you know, there was a, um, a, a person that was called a divine healer, and uh, he was an emperor, and... As I said in the beginning there, people, you know, tried leaves and bark and twigs and, you know, cooked them and boiled them and, you know, did different things. And the legend, according to this, is, you know, in those days everybody boiled water and outdoors and, and some of these magical leaves drifted into the pot of boiling water. And when the Emperor Shen Nung uh, tasted this, he figured, you know, okay, there's, there's something to this. We feel invigorated and, uh, you know, of course that's, that's the legend, but, you know, tea was found growing naturally um, in China and at the foothills of the Himalayas. So, you know, the same tea plant is on the other side in India. Hmm. So, you know, that is its, um, its nature, its origin, you know, originally founding just growing wild in, um, in China and in India. Well, when you say, well, well a certain kind of tea... Yes, the uh, you know all tea comes from one plant, hmm. and uh, you know we live in Southern California here, so we're very familiar. And I wonder if you know it, Dr. Carroll. There's a bush called the camellia, you know, very popular here in Southern California, and it blooms like from November until March. Beautiful, beautiful flowers, and the camellia sinensis is the tea plant, which is a sister plant to the camellia that we grow here in Southern California. So those leaves are very similar. And, of course, the tea plant itself is like the grapevine. The grape, you know, it's planted in a different location, different weather, different environment, different soils, and that grape has a different taste, mm. just like the tea leaf. So, you know, teas are, if it's not white tea, green tea, oolong, or black, it is not tea. So there's a, you know, huge misnomer out there when we say, oh, I drink all kinds of herbal teas, I love tea. Well, those are herbs, all right? Those have different properties, different healing and, you know, and benefits as well. But all the research that says green tea is really good for you, and, you know, that is tea. That is a research done on the camellia sinensis. Mm. 
So, you know, the other herbs have their different healing properties, and I'm not an herbologist, and people will come to me and say, oh, my husband's kidneys, you know, what can he <laughs> drink for this? And, you know, this is what you would ask an herbologist to do. Uh-huh. You know, I ask people to think about tea in terms of whole body health, because if you have, you know, certain areas of your body where that are under stress at this point, you know, you want to balance your body. So think about putting something into your body that can balance you. Because there's enough energy going to the area that's under distress already in your body. So, you know, instead of prescribing something for mm-hmm. one particular organ or part of the body, you know, think about whole body health when you're, when you're drinking a cup of tea. And as I said, white, green, oolong, there's a something called puer, and black tea. That's all from the same plant. And so they all grow in different regions all over the world from mountains to, to low-lying areas, and that changes the leaf, changes the, the flavor. Hmm. Yes, I think, you know, with, um, with Starbucks and um, coffee bean and tea leaves, we do have sort of a, a different idea of what tea is in, in California. Well, the, you know, the common thing for most people is, you know, tea is the number one beverage in the world next to water. So, you know, there are billions of people drinking tea right now, <laughs> you know, that this has been part of their culture, part of their, you know, their growing up. And so we kind of miss that here in this country. And, you know, and I have gone into elementary schools and talked to them. In seventh grade, they're studying Chinese and Japanese history. So I've done, you know, the Japanese tea ceremony and brought Chinese teas. And, and you know, for a lot of the kids, you know, this is a you know something that's completely new for all of them, and and um, that you know the rest of these countries have you know a huge tradition steeped around tea, and we've kind of missed that here, and so I, I get great pleasure out of teaching the kids that, and uh, most people are fascinated. You know, it's like wow, I've never known that, or you got to be kidding me. And well, what is the way that you recommend that you know what is the best way that um, people should prepare a tea? Well, first of all, you've got to start with good water, okay? Unfortunately, yeah, people will say we've got decent enough water coming out of the tap here in Southern California, but it does not make good tea. And, uh, you know, any bottled or filtered or, you know, reverse osmosis or, you know, whatever, and, and nowadays you hear people go on and on about water. So start with good water, cold water. And, um, and, and the common mistake that most people make is they use too much tea and they steep it for too long. So then you know, I've heard many people, oh, that's why I don't like green tea. It's always bitter like this. Well, you know, especially if people are experimenting with leaves for the first time, they don't have a clue how much to put in. And so, of course, you know, we have this device called the teaspoon. You know, that was for measuring tea mm. in the old days, and that's where we, you know, that's a good indicator. <laughs> and, you know, the leaves are in, in many, many different forms and styles from huge to fluffy to rolled and bulbs. So, you know, that does vary. And so you just have to experiment and thinking, well, okay, um, you know, that was very light. You know, maybe I'll steep it for another 30 seconds or another minute. So it becomes a little bit of an experimental thing. And what a great thing to be doing with your friends while you're sitting around the table and say, okay, let's try it you know, this long and see what it tastes like. And you know, I, I guarantee you that not everybody at the table is, is going to agree. And well, they're all going to say, no, it's perfect. Or well, since you're talking about leaves and not tea bags, and of course in our modern society, you know, we've become, uh, to the extent that we do <laughs> drink tea, it's uh, from a bag. 
Um, but that's not the, the best way to do it, obviously. So well, actually, you know, it's certainly not the worst because the tea bag itself has gone through a huge evolution here in the last mm -hmm. few years, and we have wonderful open pyramid-shaped tea bags yes. that, you know, can have the full leaves in there, and, you know, there's berries and there's fruit and, and, and other things mixed with the tea leaves now. So, you know, they and a lot of them are biodegradable. They're not bleached anymore. They don't have staples in them anymore. And, you know, a lot of bad, you know, things, negative things have um, changed. And so the tea bag itself. So, you know, please don't be beating yourself okay. up and decide that, it, that a tea bag is, is what works for you because, uh, you know, I have seen the grocery store shelf change immensely in the last six years. Well, you know, it is amazing how many different kinds of teas there are mm -hmm. on the shelves. I mean, all, all different uh, caramel and, I mean, just a million different kinds of tea, all different flavors of tea and so on. But when you were talking about using the teaspoon, <laughs> oh, and here we have the, the music, which tells us we have to end. But we, you can answer this when we come back. When you were talking, well, unless it's quick, when you were talking about the teaspoon, were you talking about putting leaves um, leaves in the teaspoon and putting them yes and putting them in the bottom of the cup yes yes that's what i thought okay <laughs> all right <laughs> you can tell that okay um we do need to take another break uh, my guest today is darlene marie fall she is the author of the new book serenity s-e-r-e-n-i dash t t-e-a sipping self-success we'll tell you more about that when we come back you're listening to dr carol's couch and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. If you want to get ahead, you have to stand out from the crowd, the clutter, and the competition. Are you? Tune in each week for Standing Out with Lauren Saunier. Lauren and her guests have the secrets that can help you and your business get noticed, get attention, and achieve your desired results no matter where you're starting from. Standing Out with Lauren Saunier, live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to be a marketing machine. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart, but I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style, every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. At last, a radio program dedicated to helping women look fabulous and feel fabulous naturally. You'll pick up tips on natural detox, learn about the benefits of whole foods, practice stress and relaxation techniques, and learn more about health, relationships, remedies, and self-motivation. Tune in to Feel and Look Fabulous with Arena. Broadcast live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We promise you, it's women's time well spent. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. 
She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Uh, we're talking today about how to find serenity and self-love at the bottom of a cup, a teacup. Darlene Marie Fall is the author of the new book, Serenity, Sipping Self-Success. And uh, before we get into what self-success is, <laughs> for people who are um, non-domesticated, <laughs> Like myself, uh, I wanted you to, <laughs> who needed you to clarify about the teaspoons, um, I wanted you to also mention about another way of doing it with the infusers. Okay, certainly. You know, for those who have purchased tea leaves or have been given a gift of this tin of tea leaves and don't really know what to do with it, um, you know, the, the British way of, of making tea in the old days was always one teaspoon of tea for every cup and then an extra one for the pot. Hmm. So it's depending on the size of your teapot, if it holds two cups, four, six, eight, you know, you can use the teaspoon as a measurer. So, you know, use a, an actual measuring teaspoon as opposed to your kitchen ones because they're all different in size. So that's how you kind of gauge. And, you know, again, it's preference. Um, and so if you're using, um, you know, generally, you know, I don't put leaves in a cup. I will always put them in a teapot and then you know, pour them into a cup from a teapot. So yes, there, yes, that's know, really of, important. To, that's right. That, yes. Lots of cute little teapots, and, you know, you don't want to be dodging leaves that are floating around in your cup exactly. and, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, you can use an infuser, which are those little metal balls that open up, and they're coming in huge sizes now to accommodate the big leaf um, teas. So, you know, that, you know, you just dip that in your, in your teapot or actually those work well in your cup. So, again, it's depending on the size and the strength that you want this. And that, you know, it's, it's again, it's part of the journey is discovering, okay, this is the way I like it. You know, that was perfect this time. And that, you know, you can uh, experiment with that. But, you know, of course, as I said, that's what tea was used, measured for was a teaspoon. That was, that was invented for measuring tea. Hmm. So oh, that's a good gauge for people if you've got those loose leaves laying around that you're not really sure what to do with. And as I said, the common mistake that people make is using too many leaves and steeping it for too long. And then it becomes bitter and they don't like it and there's not much you can do with it after that. So well, you know, my favorite tea when I'm out and about, um, and so many people just automatically, especially in America, you know, everything's about coffee, right? So so many people just automatically have a cup of coffee and, and um, which, you know, is, uh, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just become sort of uh, connected to our fast pace of life. Yeah. But my favorite is, um, 
from the coffee bean and tea leaf, and I don't have any, I don't get get any money from uh, from them to promote this, but um, their chai tea is incredible, and their Japanese cherry green tea latte is uh, well the chai latte too um, is they're both they're both my favorites. They're just both, and you you know, and it is so different. Um, the the aroma, the everything about it is so different than having I don't know some kind of uh, coffee one of the many coffee drinks that you can get in these places. Um, but there is something really different and soothing and and um, it's I mean I'm sure don't mean you well I don't know unless you're sort of a purist but have you had th- those? Well, not specifically from there, but for a lot of people, if you're, you know, a diehard coffee drinker that's used to cream and latte and mocha and, you know, all that other stuff, to sit there and, and, and replace that with a cup of plain green tea, it's not going to be satisfying. And, you know, especially if you're making that transition from no milk, no sweetener, uh, for a lot of people, they're going to be disappointed. So I always encourage chai as a nice crossover beverage because chai is really, you know, comes from India with all those spices. It's very strong. It is made to be drank with milk and sugar. That is how they drink it in India. So, you know, for, there's many who can drink it plain without any of the milk and sugar. But, you know, it's a good transitional beverage as you start weaning yourself off of coffee. And, you know, anything that's got the milky. And some days you just want something that's a little more substantial. And, you know, so I'll put a little bit of milk in, in chai and a little bit of sweetener. And, you know, it's filling, it's rich, and, and where there's, you don't get that same feeling from a plain cup of green tea or white tea. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for those, I love to suggest it as a transitional beverage. And you go out there and you experiment. But what you're paying for one cup, you know, mm-hmm. you can buy a bag of tea for 3 to $5, and you can make 20-some <laughs> out of that. That's so, true. You know. <laughs> That's a good point. Yes. Uh, well, tell us about what is all this, you know, um, uh, <laughs> syrupy stuff <laughs> about, about self-love and self-success. Um, tell us really what that means. Okay. Well, basically for the majority of us, there's a battle that goes on in our head all the time. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we're carrying that from childhood and their voices. And, you know, and it's about, you know, do we, do we listen to them still or do we start to empower ourselves? And so once we, you know, this book that I have written there is really learning how to be at peace with your thoughts and know that we do have choices and that, you know, there are scads of choices we can make. And, you know, and it's about if I'm not happy, if I keep attracting this type of person into my life, you know, what do I need to stop doing? So, you know, this is about, you know, a, an inner journey. And, you know, there's no other way to describe it. And, you know, these things, voices and people that are living in our heads, it's time to release them. So this is what I'm suggesting we start to work on while we're having this cup of tea. And, you know, everybody wants to be successful. And, you know, and, and I you know, hear that word in so many book titles. And I said, well, what is that? You know, it's everything external. If we're driving this type of vehicle, we wear this size of clothing, we're with this type of partner, we look successful. But are we? You know, are we inside? And so this is, you know, this is a journey of success from the inside out. Because I guarantee you, once you get that talk going on right within you, those external things will come to you, and they will be easy, and they will be effortless. And so that's, you know, the introspective journey of letting those thoughts go, and they could be voices from our school teachers, from our grandmothers, from, 
you know, things that we're carrying around for decades, and it's time to let them go, to empower ourselves, to feel successful with who we are right this moment, and, you know, to be empowered to say, okay, yes, I still have work to do in this and this area, but this is about me feeling good about me, because how will I ever attract someone into my life if I don't feel good about me? You know, someone that, you know, you end up with a positive, healthy relationship or career or you know, so in there, I, I ask people to define what does that, what does success mean for you? And for most people, it's external things, and it's like, well, okay, let's go inside and see what your own definition of self-success is. And so that is what I challenge the reader to do, and put that out there for them to look at and say, gee, what does success mean to me? And if it's a whole barrage of external things, will we ever be happy? Will it ever be enough? And the answer is no, and we see them all the time, you know, where we, people we emulate put on pedestals and say, wow, I thought they were successful, but look how miserable they are, you know. And the beauty of Darlene's book, you know, if, if that kind of, if, if the idea, um, which I know, I know this, I know a lot of you are all thinking about this, that the idea of sitting for 15 minutes or 20 minutes or 25 minutes, however long you decide, you know, that you're going to sit with your cup of tea. And, of course, uh, you know, it should be in a nice, <laughs> a nice, calm spot, a pretty spot, someplace where you like to be. Um, but the idea of being sort of alone with your thoughts, some of the thoughts that Darlene was just talking about, seems kind of scary or could seem kind of scary because you don't want to be alone, you know, when, without all the chatter going on around you. It's, it's some of the thoughts that come up and, and feelings that come up um, are uncomfortable. But that is the beauty, that is one of the beauties of Darlene's book because, um, first of all, there are all these um, poems that tranquility, infinity, um, all of these different poems that she was talking about at the uh, beginning, accountability, um, reciprocity, all kinds of wonderful poems that, um, uh, and spiritual poems that you can um, read along with the rest of the book uh, while you're having your tea. I mean, you know, that's such a wonderful way to start out on this journey uh, with the book and the cup of tea. And, and because if you think that you're going to just that you don't really want that alone time to, uh, you don't know what's going to come up during that time. Um, this is the perfect companion to have along with your cup of tea. And before you know it, you know, as you get into it, um, you'll come up with your own uh, thoughts, you know, your own, you'll understand how to create self-love and self-success. But her book um, is a guide, essentially, uh, it's very poetic, it's very spiritual, it's very soothing, just like the tea, and it really just leads you into this. So it's something that you can uh, read at the same time, you know, and, and yet it, it, it leads you into this um, space of, of being able to feel the self-love and then the self-success. Thank you. Very well put. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and one of the things um, that also that, that I'd like you to talk about is how um, a percentage of the profits of this book uh, goes into what you call your purpose. Uh, this is your passion, 
And then you have been, at the same time, um, busy giving of yourself um, to, uh, to a purpose that you feel very deeply about as well. So why don't you start telling us about that? Well, thank you, Dr. Carroll. I, I have created a program called Lean Teen Self-Esteem because this has been my inner journey. Since I was 10 years old, I was an overweight child and a, a crazy dieter as a teenager. And um, you know, for 40 years, I hated and tortured my own body. And um, you know, through this journey of uh, self-reflection and deciding what I needed to let go of in my life, and it was this so-called battle that I couldn't stop fighting. And so when I started to surrender and... Uh, take myself to a place of loving myself, part of that journey was learning to love my own body. And having two teenagers myself and watching them go through very similar body experiences at the age of 10 and 13 that I did, I went, oh my goodness, you know, here it is coming up again for me to deal with. And so, you know, with the obesity crisis, uh, you know, at an all-time high, you know, I've asked myself many times over those 40 years of my life, saying, why me, God? And uh, I got it. <laughs> and it was uh -huh. like, why, you know, who better than me? You know, I have walked this personal journey for 40 years, and when you release 100 extra pounds off of your body, um, stuff starts to happen for you. And uh, so this, you know, I, I focused on young people because uh, I remember those those days and I remember that pain and you know and it's like they're this perfect age because they're trying to define themselves and they're lost and they're hurting and they're in a society that's very brutal and I wanted to empower them at a young age before their habits became ingrained like mine were and to learn to love themselves learn to make empowered decisions because once a child knows that they're here for a reason they have a voice they deserve to be heard they were born valuable that, you know, suddenly they look and feel differently about themselves and they will make empowered decisions for themselves. And we'll get more into that when we come back. We do need to take another break. Uh, when we come back, Darlene will tell you more about her program, Lean Teen. And uh, again, she is the author of the new book, Serenity, Sipping Self-Success. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com 
what it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Are you a wow, a wise, outrageous woman of a certain age who wants thrilling work, vibrant health, joyful relationships, financial freedom, and the new F word, fun, in the next stage of life? Join host Lynn Schreiber in the wow zone each week where you'll meet amazing women who are creating lives filled with passion, purpose, and pizzazz. In the Wow Zone, broadcast live every Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Anything is possible. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at one 866 472 5788. Now back to the show. Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, chatting with you today about how to find serenity and self-love at the bottom of a cup, a teacup, with Darlene Marie Fall, her new book, Serenity, Sipping Self-Success. Um, before the break, we were talking about uh, another one of her, the tea uh, getting people to sip self-success is, is Darlene's passion, and her purpose, uh, also a passion, is um, helping teens to um, avoid, <laughs> avoid the trap of um, obesity. And with, she's been doing this with her program, Lean Teen Self-Esteem, and a portion of the proceeds from the book, Serenity, goes to that program so that she can keep it up because it's a free program for teens. So tell us a little bit about what you've been doing with that program. Well, thank you. Uh, yes, I don't want any child to, to ever have to pay for this program. And um, you know, this is, uh, uh, it's not about a diet. It's not an exercise program. Uh, you know, I won't do that to kids, and I will not suggest teenagers be, uh, you know, get on that diet treadmill and uh, get lost on it. So this is about the, the talk that goes on in their mind. And for a lot of these kids, this is the first time that they're hearing things like this. That, mm-hmm. and, and so to me, that was just so mind-boggling. And, um, uh, and that, you know, these are overweight kids that are afraid to use their voice, don't feel that they're good enough, that, um, you know, nobody wants to hear from them, but I do. And I create an environment that's safe enough for them to expose their wounds and their pain. And um, I'm actually, as we get into the program, I want them helping me create the curriculum. And so that it's a program for teens, by teens, uh, not so much for overweight teens, by overweight teens, but essentially that's what it is. And so, you know, I, I, this is my, what I feel needs to be done for uh, childhood obesity. And there are other wonderful programs out there that you must empower the child first. And you have been using your tea, uh, your love of tea, uh, as part of this program. Yes. And, you know, there are many wonderful teas for, uh, for, for kids out there that are caffeine-free and loaded with antioxidants and nutrients. That, and it's about introducing them also to a healthy beverage alternative because we pretty much know what they've all grown up drinking. 
and uh, you know that this is a, a generation that's been overstimulated since birth, and for them to actually sit quiet is is a challenge. Very new for them, so you know it's just about you know I encourage them to take this time for themselves and you know to understand who they are and that their possibilities are truly endless and that they're not shaped by their body shape at this point in their life. Yes, and you've been uh, you've been starting the program, having um, trying different things, uh, putting it all together uh, over this past year or two, right? Yes, and um, it was really good success. So tell us, I want to make sure that there's um, enough time for you to talk about where um, where they can buy Serenity the book. Um, where you prefer or where, where tell them about all the, the uh, gifts that they get if they get it from your website. Well, the book is discounted on Amazon right now, so you know, I am suggesting that people uh, to go to my, go to my site and uh, that will take them to Amazon. And I do have a number of gifts that when they purchase, those gifts will be uh, given to them and they are you know experts and motivational people that have downloadable gifts that are um, available once they've uh, purchased the book through Amazon. And uh, Dr. T uh, out of Los Angeles has done the forward to my book, and he offers discounts for anybody that, um, that uh, purchases online through him at this point. So there are a number of gifts there from, um, from people who are, were kind enough to want to uh, offer their voice and their gifts and put them out as, as a bonus for uh, purchasing the book today. So, uh, and your website is? Uh, I am Darlene Marie, and I just, you know, had to make that spelling a little bit differently. So I am D-H-A-R-L-E-N-E hyphen Marie, um, DarleneMarie.com slash book, and that will take you to the, um, to the beautiful cup of tea there in the beginning, and that will uh, take you to the Amazon website, and... Um, gives you a little more insight on the book, some information, some endorsements, and, um, and we'll take you to Amazon where the book is discounted today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and let's spell that again. It's D-H-A-R-L-E-N-E, Darlene, dash, Marie, M-A-R-I-E, dot com, slash book. Yeah. And also, though, besides going to the slash book, um, there are lots of other goodies on your website for people to read. There's more about the history of tea. There's more about self-success. Um, it's really a fascinating website in itself. Yeah, uh, so that's if they go to DarleneMarie.com. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and um, that's there. It's information. Um, you know, I'm trying to, uh, you know, there's many, uh, many people in the, in the tea world that are, you know, it is indeed a, a spiritual journey, and so many of us have found each other, and, um, you know, there's an instant camaraderie, so it's just amazing that the whole entire world can be in one teacup, and it is, <laughs> and it's your world. <laughs> yes, you know, I never really thought about it until your book, but um, there is so much more, it does seem so much more spiritual uh, for some reason, I guess because of the history or something, you answer this, for um, then drinking, a, well, I'm not into drinking just a cup of coffee anyway, but uh, there are some flavored coffees that I get into, the international coffees and so on. Um, but there is something more spiritual about tea. Yes, 
And you know, there was some saying there that the, the three greatest gifts we were given was the coffee bean, the tea leaf, and the cocoa bean hmm. And on this planet. And, and generally, those are incredibly healthy by themselves. But it's everything we've done through history and you know, that have manipulated the bean and the leaf that have taken away those natural properties. So, mm. um, you know, I, I am not a coffee basher. There are many in the tea industry who do. I choose not to go there. And if you are loving that cup of coffee and you use that as time for self-empowerment, hey, I'm with you. <laughs> but, you know, it's also this mind-body-soul connection. And that's what we're all about. And, you know, and that's what I'm encouraging people to discover. And, you know, and that's what's waiting for you at the bottom of that teacup. It's you. So all of you who are, uh, who are uh, staunch coffee drinkers, I didn't really mean to bash it, but, but I just want you to take this adventure. It is true that, um, that there is more serenity at the bottom of a teacup, and, um, and I hope that, uh, that Darlene has given you some new thoughts about this and that you will experiment and uh, at least add it to your repertoire, if nothing else, not, not necessarily to take other things away but at least to, to add this to your repertoire, and you will find, believe it or not, especially if you have her book sitting next to you, Serenity and Self-Love at the Bottom of Your Cup. So thank you all for listening. Thank you, Darlene, for sharing all your wisdom. My and pleasure. Thank, and thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.